on this episode of 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time. Major League Soccer announced Monday that FC Dallas has been have been withdrawn from the MLS's back tournament due to 10 of the club's players and one member of the technical staff testing positive for COVID-19. Each of these positive tests after it either occurred upon the club's arrival or within a few days of arrival in Orlando. Uh, LAFC star Carlos Vela will not participate in the MLS's back tournament due to a family situation the club announced Monday. Thank you for tuning in to 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time, a specific show dedicated to the beautiful game. Tune in to 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time every Tuesday on the Score on Air Network with host Tyler Fisher. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time. I am your host, Tyler Fisher. And let me just see if this is working now. And it should be. There we go. Cool. So welcome to 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time. I'm your host, Tyler Fisher, bringing you news and scores from around the world about the beautiful game of soccer. Uh, very, very packed uh, show today. Um, more news than uh, scores than anything. Um, I know last week uh, I went into uh, detail about the England scores and Spain scores and everything like that. But um, in other news, it's just mainly England today. The Premier League is starting to come to a close. And um, there's been quite some uh, quite some upsets. Um, I wouldn't say upsets. But there have been um, a couple of uh, surprising scores, I should say. Um, and that's that. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Starting on uh, Saturday, we have uh, Brighton and Hove Albion 1, Norwich City 0. Norwich suffers their fifth straight defeat, thus deepening their relegation threats as the Canaries have not yet scored a goal since the season restarted last month after the COVID-19 hiatus. Uh, after the match, uh, several uh, Norwich City players were seen on the pitch um, talking. And what normally what you would normally see in the locker room um, was seen at uh, Carroll Road. Uh, players sitting in the locker room, taking off their, their boots, their shin guards, their socks and just just talking about the the way that they had lost one nothing to uh brighton and hope albion and it's something that's not usually seen a lot of players will just go to the locker room and just you know talk about it there but to see players sitting on the pitch sitting in the the uh the uh the bench um and whatnot and just pondering and staring into space is something not usually seen except for when Columbus lost the 2015 MLS Cup, but that's a whole different story. Um, and it's, it's just something you don't see very often, but um, hopefully Norwich can at least score a goal before the end of the season. And uh, it's safe to say that they're more than likely going to get relegated. They're nine points, I believe nine points uh, clear from the safety zone. Um, and it's just not looking feasible right now. Next up, Leicester City 3, Crystal Palace 0. Very big accomplishment here. Jamie Vardy netted his 100th Premier League goal as the Foxes notched their first victory since the league resumed play. Defeating Palace 3-0 scoreline to keep their drive for the Champions League football next season. Jamie Vardy joins a list of 
multiple uh, stars such as Thierry Henry, Rain Rooney, uh, Robin Van Persie um, to notch that feat of scoring 100 Premier League goals. Um, and knowing the journey that Jamie Vardy has been on has been a uh, has been a tremendous one. Um, and just seeing how he went from uh, a team at 16 years old to playing for Sheffield Wednesday or Sheffield United, when, yeah, Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday um, at like 20-something and you know, his rise to Premier League when he joined Leicester in 2014 and then ended up helping the Foxes win the Premier League in 2015. It's just amazing. So kudos to Jamie Vardy and uh, hitting that milestone. Next up, Arsenal 2, Wolverhampton Wanderers 0. I remember last week, Wolverhampton won their match. Can't remember against who, but they won and then turn around and lose 2-0 to Arsenal. Uh, Bukayo Saka celebrates signing a new contract with the club by scoring his first Premier League goal in Arsenal's 2-0 win over the Wolves. Alexander Lacazette added a second goal in the 86th minute, leaving the Gunners letting the Gunners see out the win and move into seventh place behind Wolverhampton. Yes, uh, a team below you just defeated you. That's not good, um, especially when you're fighting for a Europa League spot or Europa League playoff spot, I should say. Um, so that's uh, hardly ever good. Next up, Chelsea 3, Watford 0. This game was on Sunday, I believe. Uh, the Blues got back to their winning ways after defeating Watford 3-0 at Stamford Bridge Saturday night to maintain their spot in Champions League, in Champions League positioning. Frank Lampard's side was looking to stay in fourth place in the Prem after after Manchester United annihilated AFC Bournemouth at Old Trafford. Uh, Chelsea did just uh, lose uh, Christian Pulisic, I think, to a uh, hamstring, not hamstring, to a leg injury. Um, but it shouldn't be... Should be fine a couple weeks, I believe. I'm not really sure. But that's a good segue into my favorite match, which was Manchester United 5, AFC Bournemouth 2. Uh, Mason Greenwood led the Red, led the Reds, the Red Devils. Reds and Red Devils. They go by both, but mainly the Reds are Liverpool. Uh, led the Red Devils to victory over the Cherries, notching embrace, while Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial, and Bruno Fernandes will add to the beating United gave Bournemouth. The, what a match that was. And I think that match led the uh, led the entire Premier League in VAR incidents. Mike Dean has gone to Mike Dean went to so many VAR incidents, whether it was a handball uh, to get Marcus Rashford his goal in the first half. Uh, or another handball, which to me looked to be off of the shoulder, but the arm was extended, so I can see the the argument for both cases. But the arm was extended, and of course, you have to give it if the arm's extended. I know the argument for Eric Bailly's handball was could be questionable, um, but it's more along the lines of the arm was extended, and he made a deliberate play on the ball, which Mike Dean gave. The one incident I do not know about, and what really makes me upset, is the Bruno Fernandez free kick. Why did that go to VAR if it didn't touch anybody? I can see where you might check if there was a deflection in an offside position, but there wasn't. 
the kick simply just went from Bruno Fernandez's right foot to the net without hitting anybody. You don't need to go to VAR. Mike Dean did terrible that match. So <laughs> that's my little rant. Um, and then Burnley and Sheffield United ended in a draw 1-1. Uh, John Egan grabbed an 80th minute equalizer as Sheffield United earned a 1-1 draw at Burnley this past Sunday. This result leaves both teams still in contention for a Europa League place and provided some justice for the Yorkshire side, who certainly did not deserve to leave Lancashire empty-handed. Good game. Uh, Very tense. Not tense, but if you're up 1-0 and you have 10 minutes left and you give up an equalizer, that's just saying something right there. Uh, Next up, Newcastle United 2, West Ham United 2. Newcastle United came back from a goal. Down as they grabbed a 2-2 draw with the hammers of West Ham United, robbing the visitors of the chance to put more daylight between them and the relegation zone. If I'm not mistaken. Nope, they're not there. Cool. Uh, Miguel Almiron is simply just dominant right now. Um, I'm right here. Hello. You can hear you. There you go. I'm right here. I'm right here. Um, Miguel Almiron is just simply dominant right now. Uh, scoring in his past, I believe, three games, uh, a goal in his past three games is just simply amazing for the young Paraguayan, former Atlanta United star. And hopefully Newcastle can stay up and everything like that. Uh, next up, Liverpool 2, Aston Villa 2, Liverpool's first game back in Anfield after becoming Premier League champions. Turned out to be a quiet affair as I saw the challenge of Aston, as I saw off the challenge of Aston Villa 2 nothing. Sadio Mane and Curtis Jones both found the net for the Reds in the latter stages of the second half. I believe the first goal was 69th and the other one was 75th. Um, just to take a wild guess. Um, next up, Southampton one, Manchester City zero. What a match that was! Uh, che Adams scored his first goal for the Saints a year after joining the club with a stunning long-range strike as they defeat the Citizens 1-0 to condemn Pep Guardiola's side to a third successive away loss. As a Manchester United fan, it is great to see Manchester City lose, but it is also great to see Manchester City lose to a team that normally they beat. And it's just simply amazing. I, I love it. And last but not least, yesterday... Monday, Tottenham won Everton nothing. An own goal by Michael Keane proved the difference as Tottenham defeated Everton one nothing in a door clash on Monday to move up to eighth in the standings and give Jose Mourinho his 200th Premier League win. Now this match had something crazy I've never seen it before in my life. Hugo Lloris and uh, Son got into it right. As they were going off the pitch, like shoving, getting in each other's faces, there was anger amongst both of the parties. And I've never seen nothing like that. They teammates had to separate them and just get everything under control. But at the end, uh, they made up, which was good. And it was just something that you never really see. So that's that as I try to find... Nothing. Okay. Um, as I try to 
go off the pitch and just getting in each other's faces is just asinine. That's crazy. I've never seen it before. And at the end of the game, they shake hands and just have the biggest smile on it, on each other's faces. So clearly at the end of the game, they made up um, and everything like that. So I'm going to send this to break. 90 minutes plus extra time here on the Score and Air Network. We'll be right back after after I try to find uh, these messages. Moving on from England scores, now we get into the big news that, not big news, but this is something to talk about. Um, as we all know, MLS is back. Tournament starts tomorrow, uh, July 8th, um, with games being played at 9 a.m., uh, 7 and 10, I think, I believe. I don't know the times, frankly, because... It's not worth knowing, um, but um, there have been some major uh, news, some major news coming out of the um, coming out of the bubble in Orlando, Florida. Mainly, the first one is if I can prop my phone up here without messing anything up. There we go. First one here is Major League Soccer announced Monday that FC Dallas has been have been withdrawn from the MLS's back tournament due to 10 of the club's players and one member of the technical staff testing positive for COVID-19. Each of these positive tests after it either occurred upon the club's arrival or within a few days of arrival in Orlando. The decision was made in the best interest of the health of all players and staff participating in the tournament in line with protocols created in conjunction with local and national health authorities and infectious disease experts, the league said. Commissioner Don Garber went on to say, given the impact the number of positive tests on the club's ability to train and play competitive matches, we have made the decision to withdraw FC Dallas from the MLS is back tournament. The health of everyone involved in our return to play has always been our top priority, and we will continue to make decisions consistent with that priority. Dallas head coach Luigi Gonzalez and President Dan Hunt also issued statements on team social media saying, FC Dallas supports the Major League Soccer's decision to withdraw the club from the MLS is back tournament after 10 FC Dallas players and one coach tested positive for COVID-19 while in Orlando. As we continue to focus on the well-being of our players, coaches, and staff who are in isolation in Orlando, we understand it is not in their best interest to compete at this time. While we're disappointed in the health and safety of our traveling delegation as well as our league partners in our highest priority, FC Dallas will cooperate with MLS and local health officials both in Florida and Texas on a plan that can safely bring the team back to Frisco in a way that minimizes risk of exposure to all parties involved and assures their safety. We absolutely agree with the league's decision to withdraw FC Dallas from the MLS's back tournament out of safety concerns for our players and staff, said Dan Hunt. We're looking forward to resuming the 2020 season once the entire club is healthy and in position to play competitive matches at the highest level. As I try to get back to my screen here. 
as I try to get back to my screen here, which is not seem, seem to not work for some reason. Oh, wait. Here we go. There we go. Um, Dallas had been drawn into Group B of the MLS's back tournament, where they were due to face the Seattle Sounders, Vancouver Whitecaps, and San Jose Earthquakes. The tournament opener against the Whitecaps on July 9th had previously been postponed. Of the 557 players currently in Orlando, 13 total players have been confirmed positive for COVID-19, 10 of those being Dallas players and the remaining three from two other clubs. Due to the HIPPA or HIPAA, um, the league will not say who the players are, um, but teams can confirm that they have a positive case, but they cannot release the player's name due to relegations. Um, next, which is, I say, pretty big, um, LAFC star, if I can pull that up. Uh, LAFC star Carlos Vela will not participate in the MLS's back tournament due to a family situation the club announced Monday. As I try again. Yep, there it is. Uh, the club announced Monday. Vela's wife is currently pregnant with the couple's second child. And here we go. Uh, Vela went on to say, I would like nothing more than to be with my wife than to be with my teammates in Orlando. I would like nothing more than to be with my teammates in Orlando. Vela, the 2019 Landon Donovan MVP, said in a team release, I always want to give everything I have to my club, our fans, and supporters in the city of L.A. However, it is in best interest of the health of my family to stay home and be with Oh, I'm losing my place. My wife during what is a risky pregnancy. I will miss being with my teammates and coaches. Miss being with my teammates and coaches. But I will be cheering and supporting LAFC from a distance. I can't wait to be back on the field playing for all of you and, and accomplishing great things with our club. Vamos LAFC. 2019 Supportership winner said that they fully respected Vela's decision and were looking forward to having the forward back available for the remainder of the season following the tournament. LAFC fully supports and respects the difficult decision Carlos and his family have made not to, to not participate in the MLS's back tournament. LAFC Executive Price, Vice President of Soccer Operations and General Manager John Thornton said in a team release. We have had numerous conversations with Carlos throughout this process and understand his unique situation and the importance of Carlos being home with his family at this time. We appreciate the support from the league, and we look forward to having Carlos rejoin the club when we return from when we return from Orlando and begin moving forward with the rest of the season. LAFC will begin the MLS's back tournament in Orlando against the Houston Dynamo on July 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox Sports 1, TDUN, TUDN, and US TSN TVA Sports in Canada. Now, Minnesota United, I keep forgetting that. Minnesota United and Columbus Christie postponed their friendlies against one another after a member from both clubs have tested positive for COVID-19. Now, it seems like Nashville will be the next club to be withdrawn from the tournament. The newly minted MLS club went from two cases to reported eight cases 
eight positive COVID-19 cases. Nashville is currently operating at 21 to 22 players with their first game coming this Wednesday, tomorrow, against the Chicago Fire. Grant Wall tweeted out this tweet. Sources with knowledge of the situation tell me other team, other MLS teams wanted FC. That's about FC Dallas uh, out of the bubble tournament after not doing what was necessary to be virus-free and ready to play. Similar feelings about um, about Nashville right now. Now there's a Twitter account called MLS COVID Cup, which is the MLS is back insider and has so far been pretty spot on. This is where it gets interesting. Five positive tests on Nashville with a possibility of eight total. How that happens, I have absolutely no idea. But it seems like this tournament should not go on. Why? A One team has already been pulled out. Because of cases that were extra, extraordinarily high. And I don't even know if that's a word, to be, to be quite honest. High. And now you have the possibility of another team with rising cases close to FC Dallas who could possibly be out of the tournament also. And Twitter has been blowing up since then. But apparently, Nashville could be the next one to be withdrawn from the tournament. Nashville moved to the Eastern Conference for this tournament to help align the uh, the groups. Now that FC Dallas is out, Group B is down one team, which could possibly see the Chicago Fire move to Group B and become a Western Conference team for the tournament and possibly for the rest of the season. Not sure, though. Nashville, on the other hand, moved to the East to help align the conferences but could be moved out, which means somebody from Group A, if my understanding is correct, possibly could move to the group where Nashville is. I believe Group C. I believe Group C. Yes. Um, if only there was a lucky paper where I could figure out. No, Group A. So, okay, Nashville is in Group A. So, Chicago can move to Group B to replace Dallas. Nashville will leave Group A, and Group A will just have five teams then. So, that's that. And I'm not sure if this tournament should go on. Now, Colorado has, if I can assume correctly, Colorado had planned on a trip to Orlando starting today. However, the league mandated, yes, Yes, Colorado scheduled to leave Tuesday after positive test results. League forced them to leave yesterday. So m Monday afternoon, heading into Monday night, um, Colorado was planning on leaving today, Tuesday. But the league mandated that they leave yesterday. 
uh, reading between the lines and uh, hearing through the grapevine that teams that are scheduled to team, all 26 teams have arrived, by the way, to the bubble. Teams that are playing games in less than seven days apparently cannot play. And that would be, I have a spreadsheet here that uh, luckily someone was able to share, um, which would be Miami, Chicago, Philly, New York, Montreal, New England, Nashville, D.C., Seattle, Portland, New York, Atlanta, Salt Lake, and Houston. Apparently, if I'm looking at this correctly, teams that have arrived after the first or on the first and later that have arrived cannot play games because i guessing after they arrive, they isolate for 14 days. The tournament starts tomorrow. You're losing about three quarters of the, of the entire league minus Dallas that cannot just simply play a game because of isolation. So I think... MLS should really cancel this tournament. Uh, And Don Garber, oh yeah, this is fun. Don Garber told the uh, Associated Press, if I can find the tweet. Don Garber, yes. Don, this is coming from Jerry Zgoda, um, who is a, he writes for the Star Tribune covering uh, Minnesota United. Tweets out, Don Garber to the Associated Press. If there is a situation at any time that I believe that protocols that the protocols aren't working and the health and safety of our players is at risk, then I will make the decision to shut down the tournament. Which means we can just shut down the tournament, cancel the entire season, and go from there. I personally, for one, would like to see uh, this happen. Um... I think canceling the tournament and canceling the season in total and not having MLS Cup is the right decision. After We've played two games so far. Um, and just canceling the entire tournament total would be beneficial for everybody in their interest that is safe and secure for players and their families to not contract the virus or spread if they if they happen to have it but don't have it or 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 are asymptomatic um but that's just me we all know mls likes money we all know mls likes the the spotlight which is why they're having it at the espn worldwide of sports complex in orlando so that way they can broadcast games on espn and their, their broadcast partners in general espn fox sports one um and whatnot but long story short, cancel the tournament, cancel the season. Uh, and I actually have a a solution to awarding a team something uh, based on performance-wise. Um, I would give
And welcome back to 90 Minutes Plus Extra Time. Tyler Fisher here on the Score and Air Network. Um, breaking news coming out of Orlando, um, which I probably should have seen this coming. But, um, well, for, for one, another player, um, RSL defender Nedum Onuha, Onuoha, there we go, on why he chose to opt out of the MLS tournament. In Orlando, this was reported yesterday. Um, he wrote on his Instagram story, I don't think leaving my wife and three kids in the middle of a pandemic was a good idea, especially for a mom. You're entitled to disagree, but just know I'm very comfortable with my decision. My teammates support me, the coaching staff support me, and I'm very grateful to be able to work with them. Good luck to all those people. I hope we have more games together when the tournament is all over. If not, it's been a pleasure. That's very heartbreaking to say the least. Like that, that actually hurt my feelings. Um, next up, uh, this was reported by Frederick Lord of um, in Montreal. Um, Nashville will not play in Chicago tomorrow. The team is still in the MLS's back tournament as of now. Then, about nine minutes ago, that was 15 minutes ago, nine minutes ago, uh, Toronto FC won't play on Friday. Their game will be moved to another date. So, a couple of breaking news uh, tweets coming out about the MLS is back tournament. And see if there's any more. I don't think there is. But give it time. And that. So, now uh, to... Round out, I did. I didn't even get the video. I'm so upset I didn't get the video. Um, I would like to do a new segment uh, called a yellow card and red card. So basically, if um, anybody like that, I feel like during the week should get a yellow card or any anything or anyone or just um, anything in general, like off of. Uh, Soccer related, well, soccer kind of soccer related, kind of not. Um, I, I thought that was me, um, but I would like to do that going forward and uh, and all that. So, um, for this week, I have a oh, okay, tournament update schedule just came out from the MLS communications. Okay, okay, Bray, okay, so MLS is back tournament schedule update. All right, so Nashville SC versus Chicago Fire, game postponed. Yes. Toronto SC versus DC United moved to July 12th. Okay, so what's that, Sunday? This this coming Sunday? Um, Seattle Sounders and San Jose Earthquakes have had their match time changed and Nashville SC testing updates. So coming out of uh, Major League Soccer, coming out of New York at MLS head, headquarters, Major League Soccer today announced that the MLS is back tournament group A match between Nashville SC and Chicago Fire on July 8th has been postponed. Yes, I just said that. In addition, their Toronto FC and DC United match yeah, was, origi- was originally scheduled for July 10th, will now take place on July 12th at 9 a.m. on ESPN2 due to Toronto's delayed arrival into Orlando. The San Jose Earthquakes and Seattle Sounders FC match on July 10th will now be played at 9 p.m. On ESPN. Now, since arriving in Orlando on July 3rd, five Nashville players have con- have had confirmed positive tests for COVID-19. Two of the players received a confirmed positive test, re- positive results, 
during the weekend, and three players received confirmed positive tests last night. In addition, four other players have received inconclusive test results and require further testing. In conjunction with a club, MLS will continue to evaluate Nashville SC's participation in the MLS's back tournament following the results of additional testing. And that being said, the reason why they have to that players have to test everybody has to test twice um if they are confirmed for the first time they have to test a positive second time to make sure that the first one wasn't a false positive so to so in order to test in order to fully test positive players have to receive positive results for two tests and not one due to possibility of a false positive um, all 26 teams have now arrived in Orlando, and all MLS players have been tested at the host hotel for COVID-19, which I also think is terrible, and I will tell you why in a minute. In addition to five national players, as, annou- as announced yesterday, 10 FC Dallas players and one... Da, 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 da. Yep, 10 for the five clubs that arrived on July 6th will be available later today. So, uh, clubs that arrived on July 6th. On July 6th, we have nobody. Might be Toronto. Possibly Toronto. And I'm not seeing anybody else. So it's probably Toronto. Uh, from the five clubs that arrived on July 6th. So yesterday, what other five clubs could I be missing? We'll figure that out. And that's that. So why do I think that the host ho- Why do I think the host hotel is bad? Why? They are allowing general public reservations open on July 28th. The tournament runs until the August until August 11th. Yes, prices are low. They're like a two bed queen size room is like 150 something dollars. But I do not think allowing the general public to make reservations at the at the hotel, the host hotel is okay you're still having players and staff during the during the tournament that's happening still there if they advance or before they play it's bad because now you're exposing other people to possibility of contracting the virus and it's just not a good look especially for the hotel um but that just goes on to show Florida is like the number one leading state in cases. Um, but I think it's fairly unsafe, even more unsafe for the players, for the general public to come in and make reservations. But it's also putting the general public at risk for players who are, or for players who eventually might get the virus to expose it to the general public it's just the the cross contamination of it is just terrible and i think that it's totally bad so uh back to the uh last uh segment that i was talking about before more news came out and let's just keep going here okay nothing nothing more Okay, LA Galaxy have arrived. Okay, nothing more. 
out of that. So, uh, yellow card and red card. If you, if anybody's watching you that they have anything or anyone they want to give a yellow red card to, leave a comment down below. So my yellow card goes to Atlanta United's new signee, uh, Jurgen Dom. Uh, I wish I had a video. I wish I pulled the. I wish I pulled the video earlier, but I didn't. Um, the announcement video that Dom posted to his to announce his signing with Atlanta United was very scary to say the least. Um, there was a. He's a big TikToker, by the way. Uh, so shout out to players like Christian Pulisic, uh, Robert Lewandowski, even uh, Alfonso Davies. Uh, those three guys I know off the top of my head are. Our TikTok people and are blowing up. But um, Jurgen Dom posted a video announcing his arrival to Atlanta by holding up a blanket. And anytime, anytime he like moved the blanket down, it was a jersey that of past teams that he played for. Um, the most recent one was uh, Tigres out of uh, Liga MX in Mexico, which uh, might sound familiar to. Crew fans, that's where Lucas Zellarion came from. Every time he dropped the, anytime he moved the blanket down, it was a jersey of passings that he played for. And then the last one was Atlanta United. But the smile on his face was just, oh my gosh, I I had nightmares thinking about that last night. Um, great signing for the Five Stripes, especially losing um, Joseph Martinez. Um, Losing Joseph Martinez to injury and getting a signing as Dom, uh, Jurgen Dom, is possibly not quite an upgrade, but a you know replacement. Or if you pair the two up front, which I feel um, Frank DeBoer could do, uh, that's fine. A great signing by the Five Stripes. However, terrible announcement by the player himself. Not terrible, just kind of scary a little bit. The the cheesy smile, the, the big grin, and all that is just uh, not very pleasing, uh, to say the least. Um, now, for my red card, um, I've said it before. I, I will say it again. Major League Soccer. MLS Soccer is being the conceited, rich stepsister and only thinking about themselves and not the 1,000-plus players and staff from each of the 26 clubs they are putting at risk by having this tournament. In my opinion, this should happen. Cancel the tournament and the season. Don't give up the MLS Cup, but the Supporter Shield Trophy can be given. Whoever is currently at top of the standings, which is Sporting Kansas City, gets the shield and a spot in the CONCACAF Champions League. Don't worry about the a uh, million dollars. Uh, don't worry about the uh, playing behind closed doors. Um, don't worry about anything else. Just put everything to a halt. Sporting Kansas City, congratulations on winning the Supporter Shield. Um, there's no MLS Cup this year, and just move on from there. I think that should happen, me personally. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I think the tournament's going to go on? Yes. Do I think more players are going to get exposed, thus creating a tough decision for Don Garber to make? Yes, only because Don Garber won't get money. But I think that should happen. Kansas City gets the Supporter Shield, no MLS Cup, uh, and just worry about getting healthy, staying healthy, and ensuring that in the future that you can properly cut down the risk of the virus and getting 
everybody's safety, getting everybody safe, and possibly slowly but surely getting fans back into the stadium. Um, so I think that is what should happen. And I don't know if it's going to just because of the the way that everything's happening now. So on that note, is there any more breaking news? I don't think so. Alrighty, I already read that. No. Do, 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 do. No. Nothing else that I see. Alrighty, so that is that's all the news. All right. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. 90 minutes plus extra time on the Scarner Network. Uh, I am your host, Tyler Fisher. Tune in next Tuesday for possibly round one results of the MLS's back tournament um, and more news. So thank you guys for watching and uh, stay safe, wear a mask and sanitize your hands and socially distance six feet. And um, if you have to go outside make sure it is essential, do not just go outside just for fun. Um, this thing is very serious and uh, stay safe. So thank you guys. Have a good day. And uh, right